What's with this band anyway? I don't get it, can you please explain? Wait, like bandsplain? Welcome to Bandsplain. I am your host, Yossi Salek. This is usually a show where I invite an expert guest on to explain a cult band or iconic artist to me and to you. But today, this is a show where I invited the two most beloved men in America, Christopher Ryan and Robert Harvilla, on to do a draft of music in 1992 in accordance with the customs and cultures of my new home, theringer.com. Welcome to the show. Christopher and Robert. I I love the way you said the word draft. Really just rolled now. off the tongue. It, just, it seemed it like really, a natural thing. Yeah. Conveys your enthusiasm for this endeavor. It's you like how you guys said in. I say the ringer wrong. Like I I like put the I never said emphasis I on never the wrong syllable. <laughs> mm. Someone said that to me, and I'm I'm a sorry. Draft. <laughs> We're let's. Here we are. I don't really this understand is... what that means. I'll be honest with you. Like, I know we've like gone over it in like sort of like excruciating detail for the full week. It's pretty but... excruciating at this point. Yeah, this so is you've procedural... never been around anyone who's like, you're like, what are you doing? And you're, they're like, I'm watching the draft. Oh God, no, no, <laughs> no. I don't think I don't think so. Okay. What a hmm. what a blessed life I've led. <laughs> Um, maybe that's my problem, though. I should start dating men who like sports. I wouldn't recommend it. There's a lot of them out there. I know. I think that Throw that would a rock, expand the somehow, field, you know? somehow, I don't seem to. So should we explain to people what we're doing here? You and guys what the... should. And then me being people. <laughs> Do you people... really want me to be the ringer ambassador here and tell you <laughs> well, how this works? Who... Oh, sorry. Hold on. There's a dog barking here. Nah, that's cool. I dig the dog. <laughs> Is that your dog? That's my brother's dog. Oh, he's visit, oh. he's visiting while my brother builds me patio furniture. Um, <laughs> That's a good deal, Chris Ryan. I feel like of the three of us, I'm the jock. You've done you've done the most drafts of anyone. Yeah, I've done none. I don't know how many Robert Harvilla has done. Not ringer wise, plenty of fantasy uh, sports drafts. Yeah, but okay. this is different. I think drafts are a very. Uh, they're like an old hobby horse at the ringer. They're one of our go-to staples, especially on podcasts. And essentially what it is, is it allows you to have a broad conversation about a topic while also expressing personal preferences, you know? So in say the big picture, the movie podcast that Sean Fennessy and Amanda Dobbins do that I participate in their drafts, I would describe those as relatively competitive and mm. uh, they are often about garnering favor with the voting body so what usually happens is we'll present the the selections that we've made over the course of the podcast to uh an audience on twitter or what have you and they vote to say oh chris won the draft chris had the best movies from that year amanda had the best movies from that year usually sean wins um there are ways to play the draft where if you're trying to win basically you would go for things that you know more people also like so they'll vote for that but in the band split universe in the world that Yasi has created. Yeah, we don't pander here at Bandsplain. Okay? Well, it's not this pandering. It's just it's about personal journeys. You know what I mean? This is about slouching towards Bethlehem and just That's really like I'm remembering saying. what what went down in 1992. Speaking 
speaking of Joan Didion, can I just quickly say that I really wish she would come back from the dead and amend her essay on self-respect to include a clause about people posting on social media their invites to fashion shows with rock bands playing at them as a no in regards to self-respect. I think that's really important. What do you think Joan Didion's favorite album of 1992 was? Katie Lang. Stone Temple Pilots. You think she was yes. STP? Katie Lang yes. is a really good guest off the off the dome. Absolutely. Katie Lang is, oh, wow. Faith No More. That's babe. why you're Faith the czar no of this. <laughs> Faith No More. There we go. Yes. She had a lot of anger. Okay, Chris, Ryan, you've beautifully explained this. Um, yeah, I don't know who the voting body is yet for this particular uh, universe. I mean, I can take a guess, but I, I don't think I can bring myself to cater to their interests or needs. So we're just going to do it the old-fashioned band's plan way where from the heart. Yasi, speaking of voting bodies, <laughs> 1992 was an election year. Oh, oh. yeah, it was. was did it you guys have Clint, Did you have Clinton mania back then? Were you playing the sax on Arsenio, Rob? <laughs> It's more of a clarinet guy. Uh, you know, I certainly watched that on television. I would not describe myself as terribly politically engaged at the age of 14, which I believe that I was. I was not really engaged, you know, in any sense, you know, social, societal, you know, psychological. You know, I was, I was pretty detached from reality and, and certainly from politics. But, yeah, it was cool with me, man. He seemed all right. Better him than, than Bush, right? Yeah, that's that's fair to say. I did enjoy. I have fond memories of George Bush, just the parodies of him on Saturday <laughs> Night Live. Just, that's just uh, clip that. That's part. Dana Carvey, right? <laughs> we should just clip. There Rob we go. Saying, yes. I have fond memories of George. I Bush. have fond memories of apartheid. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The reason why I brought up Clinton was just like the kind of. Um, pop culture hysteria that was around that that like candidacy you know and and i do i do remember him going on arsenio to play sax and uh <laughs> that being like a, a thing that i did which is like watch late night talk shows or you know check out bands on saturday night live or watch uh mtv to find out about new music so we're still in like pop culture infancy here for me uh i was like i think rob and i are basically the same age so i was freshman sophomore in 1992 yeah. and uh was sort of like kind of starting to leave behind just identifying myself as like not a jock because I was always short and not great at sports, but like obsessed with sports. And there were a couple of really seminal songs and albums and music videos that came out this year that changed my life, I think. Katie Lang. Katie Lang, Lang and Stone one. Temple Pilots, yeah. <laughs> right. primarily. Yes. Well, yeah, Chris, you had a great um, idea that we would go around in a little circle. And talk about what we were actually you like first? in 1992. Yeah. Oh, yeah. me first? Yeah. Um, okay, I was 10 <laughs> in 1992. Um, so really politically engaged. I was absolutely campaigning for uh, William Clinton. Fifth into sixth grade. Um, I told Rob this uh, off mic at some point, but I did have a really cool t-shirt that I wore all the time that had Bugs, Bunny, and Taz, but they were dressed as crisscross. And it was really good. cool because on the back, they, it had both sides. They were facing the back and the front, and it, right. I don't know, whatever. But we took tails, advantage of all t-shirt real estate back then. 100%. Right. Also, here in LA, there was a gorgeous thing where you could go to downtown LA, five t-shirts for $10. These were not sanctioned. 
by the Looney Tunes estate nor the crisscross no. estate. However, I got a lot of cool t-shirts that way. Some black on black bands. Um, I, w- I bought my, I was really into casingles during this time. Okay. I loved a casingle, but I also um, did my first BMG or Columbia house scam this year. Um, taped that penny Is on. it a scam? I mean, that's the offer. It's not like you're you're doing something to them that they didn't invite you. They're like, it is if you would never, you like 13 CDs it is for if a you penny? never like, pay oh, yes, for I the will. other things that they bill you for. Right. When they send you like a Rod Stewart record and charge you $19 and you're just Which like, you're like not, I don't not. have a credit score. I'm 10. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just yeah. kept making up different names and applying and I had so many CDs. Dr. Dre the Chronic was my first CD that I ordered. Um, That's pretty impressive. What else? Watched a shit ton of MTV. I was obsessed with Nirvana. Mm. So even at ten, you were like, "This is what it's all about." Ten, yeah, yeah. It was time going into eleven, and it was like, yeah, because I had a, I had this babysitter slash family friend (laughs) who had put me onto Red Hot Chili Peppers. Not on purpose. Just her and her boyfriend were always listening to it. And I was like, this is the coolest shit in the entire world. What is this? Give it away. Now I love it. Radicalized to hard rock music. <laughs> and then I would watch all this MTV. And I was like, my parents are immigrants. So they weren't exactly like monitoring my television activities. You know, right. so I don't think they knew what was going on. I'm like watching Headbangers Ball. They have no idea. This is also around the time. This is just tied into music and CDs that I started shoplifting um, like packages of stickers and then bags of like warheads and like lemon heads and stuff that yeah. I would come to school and open up and individually sell to the other kids for money to buy more CDs. That's sick. What's the margin on that? Like how, what's a very what, high how, margin how, because how, there's no cost. What's a lemon head worth? I don't know. A what's quarter, a lo- I think I, I think I sold them for a quarter. Like one of the like the gumball size, like not the little I think dudes. Like Twenty five cents was what I was wheeling and dealing okay. here at the school. You know. Okay, but if you were if you were pumping out sixteen twenty four of those a day, that's a that's, that's right. We're making that is up your P and volume is business. Lemon We're making five yeah. to ten dollars a week here, babe. <laughs> we're we're there. Like, you go, and you that's five t t shirts. That's five. That's five t shirts, or in two weeks, one one long box CD. Um, the long box. So that was, One of my, oh my favorite things me. to talk about about the early 90s is how I had the metabolism of, of a young teenage boy <laughs> and me and my friends would just eat foot long bacon, egg and cheese sandwiches and then like have Chinese food after and oh, then totally. we would play sports for five hours. <laughs> like the way, the way in which like we just like free based all food. <laughs> All TV, all junk, and had no effect on us whatsoever. It was, it was no truly problem. the best of times. Yeah, yeah, it was no problem. I played basketball, just so you guys know. Speaking of drafts, I've heard so about this. Don't think, <laughs> don't think. I, baller alert, as they say. Ball, what, <laughs> what position? I was a center because I was quite tall for my age. Oh, I see. Yeah. Are you still? Sort of a lot of blocked shots. I'm not. By the time I got to high school to play basketball, I had very much not been. I was like freakishly tall early, but then I just became mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. tall and so and i was not i had not developed any ball handling skills at my position at uh, center and thusly i was soon pushed out of the sport of basketball i had a question for the two of you because one of the most contentious i don't think it's gonna be contentious but one of the most like i think debatable designations that we're going to be making in the coming categories is um rock versus pop you know mm. and i think that you could even go further and talk about alternative versus 
mainstream or whatever. Right. But in 1992, I would assume Yossi, if you're 10 mm-hmm. and you're kind of <laughs> like, I'm what? But if you're if you're already into Nirvana and you're watching Headbangers Ball, are you making distinctions between these sort of different swimming lanes of culture, or are you like it's just one big pool? Well, I think I definitely knew like things that were edgy that I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this man is angry. His jeans are ripped. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, and then there was like Madonna. (laughs) Like that was pretty much the two things that I understood at the time because Madonna was my fucking edgy. Madonna was back. Well, she was. She was my first favorite artist because of my mom. Erotica was 92. Oh my god, Erotica was 92. Was it ever? Again, my parents not paying super close attention. Yeah, your parents are are looking in the other direction. You know the poster where she's walking nude down the street hitchhiking. Yes. Why do I was I allowed to have that poster hanging in my wall <laughs> at ten years old? How many lemon heads did you have to, to deal <laughs> to, to land right? that one? Right, that was a hot topic purchase. Rob, what about you? I, I I agree with you that rock versus pop was the most frustrating distinction here. I think when people talk about like '90s pop, they think very late '90s pop, right? They think Britney, Backstreet Boys, etc. Like, I I picture the early '90s is like the house to pop era like groove is in the heart yeah you know cnc music factory you know you had that run in the late 80s 90s yeah like tone loke young mc vanilla ice like tlc like you think of pop in that way and it's the, the weird thing that's happening right here in 92 between 91 and 92 is that the red hot chili peppers nirvana etc are arguably pop like definitionally mm-hmm. by terms of in terms of charts you know in terms of mtv play like the most significant event of 1992 by one way of looking at it is never mind overtaking michael jackson to become number one like right. You could say that's the moment the 90s start as like people remember or think about the 90s now, right? Like this is that's the changing of the guard. That's when the definition of pop or popular changes. And so, yeah, I am really intrigued by how chaotic, quote unquote, pop is in this era. And like every song that I could think of for the pop song category here would probably be better served like in some more refined genre category. But like it was all pop, you know, and like the chaos of it was the appeal of it. Yeah. But also don't forget like Gin Blossoms, like the the actual like invention of pop rock which really becomes a confusing genre because it's not like nirvana and those and chili peppers who just got popular but weren't making pop Mm -hmm. music these bands were kind of making pop music but in with guitars which was like what the hell is going on then yeah and you if you were young when this was coming out you were making those distinctions between like are Jim Blossoms a bar band from Arizona versus <laughs> uh, is was Paul Westerberg in the replacements you know what i mean like it, the, the kind of like the pedigree the idea of like who deserved what in the world like at at 14 at, at 10 you're not like thinking about things in those terms the other hard thing for yeah. me even put to get putting together like my my long list of candidates here was I was really taken back to the time when, so for instance, some very, very, very important albums came out in November of 1991. Mm -hmm. Arguably, their impact was not felt until the following year, and specifically... The release of singles, which is kind of like... I know where you're going with this and I don't like it. I just want you to know. (laughs) I think we have to talk about it because if you were going to do in 1992, like, what was your life like? My life was like Octung Baby. My life was like, this album is so important to me, even though it came out in November of 91. 
But then the singles really are released throughout 1992. And I think probably, uh, but go ahead. I feel like we can't do what was your life like, because in fairness, I was 10. So like, actually, what I would draft today based on my taste and understanding (laughs) as a 40-year-old woman, if I had to draft at 10, we would be having a very different conversation. So So, 10-year-old Yasi is not saying Boilermaker by Jesus Lizard. Absolutely not, babe. And I didn't even know who the replacements were until I was 11. So <laughs> let's just say that's, that's a humble brag. That is, you heard me from another dimension. Thank you, Gina right Arnold, there. again to you, my queen. Gina Arnold. She wrote that book, babe. Then it changed my life. Road six six six. The road to Nirvana. Take a but shot. But yeah, like I was really, I was really struck going through researching for this. How albums just had nine month long, like shelf lives. You know, yeah, and we'll and talk consider- about it with music videos too, because some of sure. these music videos of, this, of the singles. For sure. Of these, even if the single came out in '91, the music video didn't come out until '92, and it would become a huge. So then that colors your whole experience because again, glued to MTV, these songs were the biggest songs in the world to me, but they had come out the year before. Yeah, I agree with Chris. Uh, probably the personally the most significant events of my life in 1992 was seeing the Zoo TV tour. Was seeing you two on tour for Octum Baby in March. Says here March of 1992. The Pixies opened. And Rob, do you remember Bono calling the president from the stage? <laughs> That's right. Ring, yes, ring. he would do ring, the thing. Like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, like, like what he... Just harassing some poor secretary yeah. at, at the White House. Rock yeah, I remember that calling. vividly. Why didn't, you yeah. mention, why didn't you mention the part, <laughs> Rob, that you went with your mom to this show? I My mother did take me <laughs> to that show, and then I had a very long, rocky relationship with my mother vis-a-vis you two, yes. But that was very nice of her to do that for me. But I remember I bought the shirt, right? I, it was a black T-shirt, and it had like a face, a star, and a car, mm-hmm. like scrawled in white, like child's kind of writing. Like that. that is probably my first concert T-shirt. And like, you know, the, I, I, I don't have to tell either of you how important that is. But yes, like U2 is a good example of like a 1991 thing in the history books. But like the impact of all of that was was spread across 92. What were you wearing? Were you wearing like some Miller's Outpost cargo pants? <laughs> I had two T-shirts in 1992. It was just between U2, uh, that tour T-shirt, and sure. then the Pearl Jam Stickman Alive, one of the guy. worst cons- you know. band designed t shirts of all time. The Stick Man, <laughs> what are you talking about? What, what's this now? The Stick Man, the iconic oh, yeah. Pearl Jam Stick Man. What's this face? What's going I'm on? Saying, you have all the art wow. in the world at your disposal, and that's what you that's the wow. t shirt you make. <laughs> do you like do you you'd prefer like the little girl with yes. the gun and the crayons, you know, like the, the social cool. message? Of that. Did you ever wear a Big Johnson t-shirt, ironically, in your 5 for with 10 a, era? Guess what? Plaid shorts and a buy one, get one free wow. fake Birkenstocks from Payless Shoes because my parents, again, immigrants, they're absolutely not buying me real Birkenstocks. That is a waste <laughs> of goddamn money. You're 10 years old. So sure. you will get a beige and a black of the fake ones from Payless. I wore them with socks. Rob, did you ever wear a South Carolina Gamecocks hat that just said Cox (laughs) across it? I did covet that hat whenever I would see it. That hat, that hat really, that really had a moment when DMB hit, when Dave hit. David Matthews. Oh, that's right. That is a pure Dave Matthews band hat, isn't it? I I don't know how Yossi is going to feel about that. Chris, what were you wearing? Cargo pants also, like a camo pants? I shopped mostly at sporting goods stores. 
and I don't mean like like camouflage. I I just mean like you know I think that we we dre- we tended to dress pretty sporty. I was pretty into rap at this time. Umbras. Uh, no, not umbras. umbras. It was Philadelphia. It was pretty okay. cold. So. Uh, Long you know, numbers. I think I, I was pretty into rap at this time, but this was also like when I started really paying attention to and getting into what I guess you could call alternative rock. So there is a specific like landmark m- music video from this era that I, I kind of want to just keep to myself until we finally okay. get to it. But that, <laughs> like, like, had I'll a- talk about my personal style, babe, <laughs> when we get to the music video. Yeah. So that I, I feel like it's best to save it. So what you were both 14. Are you both the same age? I'm 40. I just turned 45. I forget. I'm, I'm, what am I? What am I? I'm 44. I'm 44 and a You're half. 44. So I think I was a yeah. little older. Yeah. Okay. So you guys were just barely more cognizant, but I was more precocious. So I think it all, yeah, you were, out, you were on the precipice of breaking down all that replacements tape. Me and Rob I'm were saying, just like, yeah, you're goons. just dealing lemon heads and listening to the replacements. You were <laughs> way cooler was, at 11 well, than one, I was at I was 22. A criminal, and the, two, cause okay. I was a loser because all I did was read books okay. about music and then save up my allowance right. money and go buy or my theft money and go buy mm-hmm. stuff. So I didn't have friends. I just had these books about music. Sure. Paul Westerberg was your friend. He was everybody's friend. Listen, this man, then, then he wrote a song, Alex Chilton. Then I go off and find Big Star. It was a rabbit hole. Remember those? That's how it worked. That's yeah. how it worked. And then That's I was like, Big Star's boring because I was I was 11. I was like, I don't like this. What is this? This is dad <laughs> That's music. a great. That's a great experience that lasts pretty much from starting at like 11, 12 until you're dead, which is uh, everybody tells you you're supposed to like a band and you're like, okay. And then you just like keep trying. Well, I <laughs> loved like Big it, Star once I was like an adult. But, but at, when at it 11, used to be buying like, CDs and you would yeah. have to be like, you know what? I just right. don't really like Big I was Star. Like, so I'm going to sell this CD. Sponge and then, CD is much better. Sorry. Oh, like it has bangers. Sponge. <laughs> Great. That's a wax ecstatic, the that's second right. sponge record. Oh my that's God. Just, that's that's a noisy, that's like a Sonic Youth record. Is that the one with Molly just, on it? Or is the is Molly on it? No, that's on the, the one, one before that. That would be Rotten Pinata. I gotcha. Yeah. As I recall. <laughs> yes. Okay. Should we begin? Is I have one it last time? question. Oh yeah, gorgeous. Never mind. I have one last question. When you two were putting together your list of things that you were thinking of drafting in different categories, mm-hmm. how much of it was nostalgia and how much of it was your seasoned, you know, deeply, deeply like knowledgeable selves now <laughs> with all this hindsight saying, oh, of course, Catherine Wheel, mm-hmm. you know? you look at my list like how much of it was like i've spent <laughs> 30 years since this time listening to the music of this period and now i have like this mm-hmm. very very different list than not you than you would if as a te- like how much of it is 10 year old and how much of it is 40 year old uh, i don't have a critical lens so to answer your question simply just nostalgia because i don't have the other thing i okay. don't know how to, i don't know how to use that part of my brain i have a couple of things on here that i would never have put on in, at the time but right. that are now like my faves. I feel bad saying that I'm. it's more the 44-year-old me than the 14-year-old me. Like just for example, if the 14-year-old me were here talking to a girl, which is very surprising, <laughs> uh, I would tell you that the best rock song of 1992 was Let's Get Rocked by Def Leppard mm-hmm. wow. from Adrenalized. The, the snare sound, the Rick Allen snare sound, just, just very, very comforting uh-huh. to me. At that time, I had that tape, Adrenalized, uh, and it was very important to me. Uh, That's not my best rock song pick, you know? Like, I I try to guard for this, but I do. I'm thinking with more of a quote-unquote critic brain 
than like a human teenager <laughs> brain. And, and now I'm rethinking everything. I still think I can predict some of your guys' picks. I bet you can. <laughs> you should get bonus points if you can predict it. There's like there some, there's just some core Chris Ryan and Rob Harvilla releases in this year <laughs> that I just mm-hmm. would be surprised if you guys don't draft. And then I would feel like you're doing it against your best nature. That's true. That's yeah. true. Nico, can it's time to pull the names of that. Yeah. I don't really, the drafting order, so she just picks the first order and then we go reverse from there. Well, we need to pick first and second and then, right. well, let's, let's, let's do the picks okay. first and then we'll. Okay. She is so shaking. First, okay. Yasi. Mm, I didn't even plan that, you guys. Is that bad to have first? Is it good? <laughs> this is purely coincidental. And then this Chris. Is like, okay. And then oh it's probably God. Rob. And it's, yeah. and it's, Rob. <laughs> it's it is it's me. It's me at third. Yasi, what are the categories? Okay. So the categories are album. I don't even need first for this one because no one's gonna player. pick mine. Long right. play album. <laughs> Rock song. Mm-hmm. Rap slash hip hop song. Mm. Pop song. Music video and wild card. Okay. Do we do it in that order? No, I'm sad that I'm first. No, it's here's bad. how it works. See, now you have to like look at your big board and you see all the categories and you're like, well, what's the most important to me? Oh, so for me, I know it. like what I want to get because I also think you two will be angling for it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like right. so you, there's scarcity involved. If you think that no one's going to pick your rock song, keep it in your back pocket. If you think <laughs> the music video is going to be hotly contested or the long playing record album, will be hotly contested. You might want to go for that earlier. So Yasi, you're going to get to pick first. Then I go. Then Rob picks twice. Oh, to make it fair. And then we go back. But What do you think, Rob? No? Well, I was going to ask, is she picking? She can pick from any category? Any category. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're not going in any categorical. The the whole like kind of strategy comes in what category are you going for to take off the board? And then once something has been selected in in a category, it cannot be selected again. Oh, well. See, this is a question I had, and Yasi freaked out, right? I don't I think we're like, going to okay. have a problem with it. In this case, it's well, more you, just yeah, like... Yeah. you were saying that if like someone picks the album, the song can't be picked. I don't think that's That's fair. what I was saying. Is that and fair? You, your reaction was, to what end, with several exclamation points. It was just a very strange <laughs> response. <laughs> I stand, to that. Like, it, I stand you by see, it. You seem very concerned about that possibility. I, I think Chris may be right that this is a moot point. This is just... This I don't is think that we're going to be arguing. Yeah. Right. There's okay. only a couple of things that I think will be like death matches between the three of us. Wow. It's be very violent. I'm okay. The only one I can three think of failed athletes. Yeah. <laughs> only one three failed. Thank you for calling me a failed athlete. <laughs> That's my career ended at age whatever, 14. Likewise. I don't think there's gonna be any contested ones except for this one. And even in this one, I kind of mm. wish that someone would pick the one that I know in my heart to be the best because it's not my favorite, but I guess we're supposed to just pick the best one, right? You should pick the one that means the most to you. I think, I think Chris, what Chris is saying is right. The big picture drafts tend to be like very violent, you know, pandering to the mob sort of affairs. But I, I think it's better in this circumstance to think of it as you're amassing your own personal 
1992, you know, utopia. It's not about the outside world. I don't think any of us are talking to people outside of our houses in 1992. Like as kids, that's the impression I'm getting. Like, I, no offense to Chris if he was super popular, but I, I said, yeah. okay. So he said he had you know? all those friends that he was eating all those sandwiches right. with. It was just me and that's you, Rob. Right. I, I, I haven't blossomed romantically yet, but I, I had friends, you know. That's <laughs> a full long bacon and egg sandwich. Yeah, where do you, like where a, do you like, even get one? Of Wawa? Like a, yeah, I was going to say, like, that is the most Philadelphian <laughs> thing I've yeah. ever heard of in Slathered my life. That's in a ketchup. Lot. And salt it's powder. a lot of yeah. bacon and egg, we burritos I have to say. Down here, down here in Los Angeles. So, Yasi, uh, you have the first pick. I hate this. I hate this. I and feel what so category much would you like to be picking from? Mm. Or you could say the thing and then you could say the category. It doesn't, that, that's just procedural. Oh, I know. I know. Okay. I'm going to do rap song. Okay. Mm. Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Nothing but a G thing. Because that is, those are, this is my hometown <laughs> adjacent heroes. It's a huge deal. I grew up in Torrance, as listeners of this podcast are well aware. Long Beach was just a hop, skip, and a jump. Compton. We played Compton in basketball. Morningside High School. We absolutely did not win. And actually, the very famous basketball game where Lisa Lucas... Uh, is it Lisa Lucas scored 101 points in one half? You in were high defending school. her. She's a bit older game. than me, yeah. but was against oh, okay. my high school. And the only reason it's not a game high is because they forfeited because <laughs> they were so embarrassed at halftime. But anyways, all Dude, that to say like, is this, this is yeah. a goddamn gorgeous, beautiful fucking rap song. I still have the whole thing memorized. That was a party trick that I could do. And that's my draft pick. How do you guys feel about this song? Never liked West Coast rap. You, I knew you were gonna say that. Just a little you drab, you know. It's just lighten up, guys. It's never my thing. You know? And and yeah. the, the, and this is a back in a time when the regionalism of hip hop really like stood out. It's you, true. You know, it's very different. Mm -hmm. There was there was some people may have heard of some beef from this era that that I wasn't I wasn't expecting you to contest me, but Rob is like a little bit. Who knows? Ohio, where does that land? Do you know? Like, I know you're the... as a Machine Gun Kelly fan. <laughs> yeah, I have a very strong regional bias when it comes to rap. That is, Rob, you were in a battle battleground state. You know, I was yes, I, absolutely, and I I was canvassing for Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> and for. Can I think of another rapper from Ohio? I can't. I'm sorry. RJD2, I think, oh, yeah. was nominally from Ohio. Would we call RJD2 yeah. a rapper? <laughs> we would not. That's why I was mumbling something to that effect when you jumped in with that. But that's absolutely fair to say. Let Me Ride is a better song. I wrote that just this it's morning. I know it actually. won the Grammy. I know it won the Grammy, but it's not a better song. Cultural yeah, impact-wise, it's not, it's not a better song. Nah, I get that. But I just always prefer to Let Me Ride. I get you yeah, absolutely. The, the Snoop Doggy Dog of it all is, is pretty... Tremendous. Absolutely. What was it like to experience that song living in Los Angeles? Right. Because I remember that song, you know, the chronic in general is like, this is Los Angeles explaining itself to like me in Ohio. Did you guys right? feel like, like the little town that could finally got its anthem? <laughs> <laughs> A little yeah. bit of respect on your name. I'm 10. So I'm not really <laughs> completely understanding anything. I don't know any rap music. This is probably this and um, not to. Well, I'm not going to pick it for anything, maybe, but Crisscross Jump Jump were like the mm. first rap songs I ever heard in my life, you know? And it just so happened that <laughs> this was an incredible one that the Chronic just life changing album. Yeah. It got down to the 10 year olds, like this LA culture. <laughs> like, you really thought you were hard. 
Yeah. If I'm ha- if I have that nothing but a G thing cause single. Standing there in your your fake Burks, slanging, Sla- slanging, right. slanging uh, illicit candy right. at yeah. the school. I was like, yeah, it is nothing but a G thing. Lemon heads pour out of it. <laughs> you yeah. guys wouldn't fucking understand because you're not G's like me. <laughs> right. I still don't understand. So you're right about that. <laughs> we're paying we're paying face value for lemon heads, like a bunch of fucking <laughs> right. squares, like, like fucking busters. <laughs> uh, okay, so Yasi took nothing but a G thing by Dr. Dre. In her rap song category. She sure did. And Chris Ryan, Chris Ryan. myself, mm-hmm. I'm going to be picking from the music video category and I'm going to pick oh. the So What You Want video by the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Jumping slow is cool. This is one of those drafts that maybe no one has any overlap. Maybe. Because <laughs> I Did you a- guys... Did you guys not think that this was like an enormously important piece of culture? Filmmaking? Yeah, no, totally. But it's it's not even in my top three. Okay, great. Well, I I feel like everybody started dressing and talking differently after this video came out. And just like the world of like... I don't know. It's like it, there's very few like black and white Technicolor moments in your life. But for some reason, I feel like this video might be one of them. I was like, what are those drums? What are those guys mm-hmm. d- d- jumping up and down for? Where are these woods? <laughs> Can I get that Knicks t-shirt? Yeah. Are we wearing our t-shirts that small now? Why would you wear a Knicks t-shirt when you're from Philadelphia? Because it, it was vintage. Like question. that was like my first sort of like brush with like, ooh, like this shirt, you could wear it. And it wouldn't mean what it was saying it meant, you know? Right, Is that the true? Charlotte Hornets. Effect. Yeah, like it was like yeah. the first time I ever saw like ironic T-shirts. You know, oh. like I mean, not that they thought it was ironic because they were Knicks, but it was like a vintage Knicks T-shirt. I'm glad you brought this up. I had not <laughs> been like that big of a licensed to ill fan. Like I knew, like obviously they were huge, and like it was the singles were big, and I, I appreciated them, but I wasn't like these guys really have it all figured out. But then when this came out, God, this is like it sounded like nothing else I'd ever heard before. I had not. I wasn't really like familiar with like Zeppelin or anything like that. So like the loops, the the samples and everything were just revelations to me. And this video was like, I guess I understand why people get obsessed with like TikTok and stuff like that. When you because I just watched this video like three thousand times. Do you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like if like, and I still will. Like when it comes on, I'm like, cool. <laughs> Did you tape it on a VHS? I used to do that with music. I didn't have to. It was on fifteen right. times a day. Yeah, that's oh. really. You could did, go outside, run around, it would come back on. You know what I mean? Like, did you ever acquire the Knicks T-shirt later in life? No, and and I am not a Knicks fan, so it's, it was it was good that I didn't invest. So my music video pick is Beastie Boys. So what you want? Okay, Rob. Before you go, I do have to tell you both that I I did acquire my rap music affiliated piece of clothing that I wanted since I was ten, when I was twenty some twenty eight, and it was a Raiders starter jacket. That's and I right. have it, and then they picked up and moved away. <laughs> you can just go to Oakland. Just sucks. And walk I'm saying. I, I waited. Yeah, I waited fifteen to twenty years to acquire a Raiders starter jacket, and then they were like, two years later, they were like, "Bye, we're not an LA team anymore." And I was like, "It's not very nice of them." I'm watching this video now. I forgot. Yauk looks like he just walked over from the Under the Bridge video <laughs> set. Like he's wearing he's wearing the flannel. Like he's he's he's, he's sort of camouflaged. Almost. I also forgot that there's like disaster. There's like volcanoes and like crashing waves. Yeah, because like after a while, like it, they, they cut away from that yeah. part, being like, "Oh yeah, we just, you know, we have we to need get some, some other, other element here. here." Okay, so Rob, you have two. I do. I do. Um, okay, I'm going to take album 
for my first, and uh, I'm going automatic for the people. Oh, by REM. Night swimming deserves a quiet night. Uh, did you see that? There's like a poll going around, like are are REM an '80s band or a '90s band? There's, who you is, know, this who is obviously circulating this poll. This I. I, I <laughs> I, I, I don't recall What kind of right fucking now, losers are spending their time? R.E.M. was very much a 90s band for me. You know, like I was sort of radicalized by losing my religion by out of time. You know, I, I taped it on a blank cassette from a friend of mine. But like, this is the first R.E.M. record that I bought. I bought the cassette. I can remember it being, I was like yellow tinted mm-hmm. sort of beige very dour but very profound <laughs> you know and i just i i i wore this record out right you know and i i did that based off the singles off drive everybody hurts sidewinder you know but i think the real value in this record is like the deeper you get into it like you get to night swimming right and oh, like that becomes your whole identity and like jam. you go to parties and play night swimming and the chicks just flock to you like that's chicks. definitely what i considered <laughs> What might have happened to me if my life had turned out differently? <laughs> Sweetness follows is is the the quintessential song that I always forget is on the record, and then I realize it's my favorite song on the record. Like when I go back to it, like my brain just deletes it from my head until I listen to the record again, and then it's the most delightful thing. Like, I just think from wall to wall, like this is you know, the most emotionally profound record to me at 14, you know, in a way I think I understood it, but obviously I didn't know shit about shit, but like that still resonates with me now, right? Like the mournful qualities that it has, I can much better uh, experience and appreciate now. Like this record has just aged very well for me. You know, there's plenty of stuff that I loved at 14. Like I still love, but in sort of a removed sort of, oh, what a kid I was sort of way. But like this one has stuck with me and like deepened in a way that very few records from your teenage years do necessarily. Yeah, I would not have expected this pick for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's, I feel like this is another. That feels pejorative <laughs> that was to me. Insulting. No, not insulting. I just no, I had another one no. that I thought you would pick, but that's okay. Well, once once we've cleared the album category, <laughs> that the both is, I, I'd like to discuss. Well, I mean, what I, you think that Rob? Was. I would say yeah. that this is one of those records. This is one of those albums that just seem to be in rotation and mm-hmm. uh, in the front of everybody's minds for like a year and a half. Yeah. It was like the what is it like five singles off this record? The videos were played like constantly. The, vi- the video for fucking losing my religion, babe, was yeah. like traumatizing. Like that one and Soul <laughs> Asylum Runaway Train. To this day, I'm like, oh man, I can't fucking one, yeah. watch that shit. <laughs> I can't remember like the exact circumstances, but I do remember when I realized like Night Swimming was on this record, mm, and right. it was yeah. almost like the first time I was like, you mean there's another good song on this album <laughs> that they didn't put out yet? How? This shit is so this is gonna make me cry. Like I was just so overwhelmed by that the first time I heard it. I I know that there's like an anti night swimming contingent what? out there. Oh I yeah. Will fucking fight you. I Jay Kang. I had Jay Kang on the show when I did the night swimming episode, and I decided this would be the one episode where I brought on somebody who hated the song. How did that go? Like he tweets. I people are still mad at me about that. <laughs> I received several emails a week from being like, Hey, how you doing? That guy who didn't like night swimming, like what the fuck is wrong with you he's like i'm sorry i like him a lot he did exactly what i wanted him to do he's delightful i won't do that again right. i swear to god but yeah that's there there is a small but vocal and very articulate yeah anti-night swimming 
contingent. Every streetlight yes. a reminder. What are you talking yeah, about? I will come on this show. I will fight you. How could you not? We don't have two ears. Photograph on the dashboard, man. Photograph. Taken years ago. Oh, still right here. It's, honestly, I think it's the best song on this album. September's right. coming soon. Uh, okay. So it goes to me. <laughs> September's coming soon. We'll no, it keep, doesn't. We'll keep it on. It the, goes back to me. Rob. He, it he goes gets back two. To me. Oh, I thought you picked two. My Don't bad. It. I thought right. You just he just album. talked for so long that it felt no, like no, no, two. no, no. Hey, <laughs> yo, you have a four right. hour podcast. I'm literally, All right. yeah, exactly. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just playfully ribbing you because you, everything you Holy say it shit. sounds so beautiful and so. I love Rob Hargala. Hmm. <laughs> huge fan i believe it's my pick again i will be briefer this time i will be concise and say that my rap song is they reminisce over you yeah by pete rock and cl smooth maybe it's sort of a pedestrian thing to say that this is one of the greatest rap songs ever I think I think that sax riff sort of jumps into your head whenever you're sort of talking about. Don't apologize, that very Rob. This song idea. is incredible. Okay, thank you. This song is incredible. You know, and it's I when I did the Crossroads, the Bone Thugs and Harmony song, like I thought about this record a lot. You know, and and just there are very few records that sort of convey grief, that convey mourning, but in an uplifting way, the way this does, oh. right? Like there's this equality that it has where it's just, it's it weighs 200 tons and yet is feather light, right? It's just, it just feels like a magic trick of the emotion, you know, that it's conveying versus the emotion, you know, that it, that it stirs up in you. And that's all I have to it's say. Seven. We're on a time limit. Oh, so, beautiful. If you're out at a bar, 90s rap night or otherwise, and this comes on, <laughs> this is one of the great opening bars songs where like the sack yeah. starts and everybody's just like, oh! <laughs> Start beating each other And then the song's pretty sad. So people, I think, kind of like... Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah right, it's exactly. It's no I Miss My Uncle Charles, y'all, sad, but it's like pretty sad. <laughs> I didn't know about this song at 10, so to be very like honest <laughs> about my 10-year-old understanding of the landscape of rap music but later on came we to, forgive you came to uh love and adore uh okay so it goes back to me but before we do i just want to i don't i think we skipped past what wild card was and wild card is one of the mm. categories and i don't think that we defined it now wild card <laughs> by definition could be anything <laughs> mm-hmm. what going into it i think we were ta- we were thinking song like a wild card song I picked songs, but if you guys want to pick like Saturday Night Live performance, I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Just good to know. Just good to know going forward. Yeah. It's medium. My wild card is medium wild. You know, I'll probably save it. My, my end, wild so, card yeah. is a song, but a, a but we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Okay. Uh, so uh, for my second pick, I'm going to go with album, long player, uh, and it will be the Slanted and Enchanted album by Pete. <laughs> I... That I I can say I did see that coming. I should have gone and placed money bets on that one. Uh, if you'd like to know how I feel about this record, <laughs> there's a great episode. Well, I wasn't that. I mean, Yasi was great on the episode of Bands Played about it. You were, that I you were pretty great too. People Thanks. were really excited. Mm-hmm. About and I it. also mm-hmm. talked about a later pavement song with Rob on 60 Songs that explained the That's 90s. That's right. Two of my favorite Not podcasts. Too much later. Yeah. Uh, but I only listened to my own appearances on them. So, of course. Um, yes. Yeah, Pavement. I can't say that in 1992 I'd ever heard of this band, but I did hear about them in like right. 1994. Uh, so that was cool. 
And this record sounds as fresh today as it did. I'm sure when somebody heard it on a just a scratchy advanced cassette in 1992, and I can't believe it's real still. Like the sounds <laughs> on it are so weird and wild, but also deeply like baked into me. Um, I think I know every note on this. Yes, you saw mm-hmm. them recently, right? Several times. <laughs> did they did they go to the S and E well a lot with the set list? <sighs> the Fame thrower. They did. A couple times when I saw them at the underplay at the Fonda, the second time I saw them, it was very, um, oh my God, what is the fucking last album that everyone hates that I like? Terror Twilight. It's very Terror, the twi- Terror Twilight heavy on the second time I saw them, which I like Terror Twilight, so I was fine with it. And then the third time they pulled out more of a, some okay. slanted and enchanted, um, it was gorgeous. I love them. I love this album. It's awesome. In real time, did you do Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain, and go backward? Because that's yeah. what I did. Like yeah, the cut cr- your hair video is on MTV. I yeah. get that tape. People I start saying like this band tape, is the back. next right. ba- the next REM or whatever. And then I was like, what's going mm-hmm. on? And I was like, this fucking thing is weird. <laughs> yeah. And I would listen to it and I couldn't very get into deep it beyond Summer Babe. And then it unlocked for me. And I was like, holy shit. Listen yeah. to here. Uh, uh, so so yeah. So, so far... Rob has Automatic for the People by R.E.M. as his album, and the Reminisce Over You by Pete Rock and Seal Smooth as his rap song. I have Beastie Boys So What You Want as my music video and Pavement Slain Enchanted as my album. Now it goes back to Yassi for two picks. Um. Oh, two picks. Gorgeous. Yeah. Right. Snake style. The snake yeah. draft, dude. Fuck. I have like... This, this is the hardest episode I've ever done. <laughs> And, really? And I'm counting the ones where I had to <laughs> read 40 books. And I, I'm, I don't like picking favorites. It's not a thing that I enjoy. I don't like So you ranking. just feel bad for the other, like the sports aspect is what's troubling you. Just the, the declaring you of a victor like no. and a loser. But I, I thought it... I, thought I didn't it, think you were going to like it. Yeah. I thought it might be um, a response respite respite from yeah respite respite from my um toils but um (laughs) this is a new toil if you want we could add on like a four and a half hour thing where you just read perfect where i like read all of my picks and i explain and you're just like babe casper weinberger got convicted (laughs) in iran contra that was Have you you've been sitting on that impression God, this God whole time, gorgeous Chris, former secretary? Of very God impressive. Gorgeous former secretary. I did read a Reddit comment today that it was like, I love that podcast, but she says gorgeous too much. I don't. I disagree. Mm. Thank you. We've discussed how you're not supposed to be reading the Reddit. Yeah, Rob, Rob pinned his message that? that I shouldn't I read the Reddit pin, to the top of our yeah. Slack conversation, but I like the, we, I like reading the Reddit. Um, for all the good it I did s- me i'm watching okay. you guys is what i'm saying fuck okay this is hard i you know just i'll just do album be, even okay. though people might have predicted that i would have taken album first to beat cr to slanted and enchanted mm-hmm. given that i have two pavement tattoos but actually and this is, is also a bit of a hindsight pick but my pick is pj harvey dry <laughs> That's exactly what I thought you were. I know. I'm also very predictable. Because, I mean, they're neck, whatever. I can never pick amongst my children. But um, that album to me was, again, I didn't didn't hear it in 1992. But that's not the criteria. It's like from the year you love. (laughs) Looking back on the landscape of like music and like, this bitch just coming out with this fucking incredible, <laughs> just unprecedented, like the production, 
the songs. Mm-hmm. It was so visceral. Like, just, I mean, I, I feel like she invented something. Like, she caused, like, a, you know, a fucking break in the universe and like so much spilled out of it and as everyone knows who listens to the show she's one of my top artists you could make the argument i don't know if you want to have it but that she along with probably rem had the best career 100 percent. anybody where well i mean like you know like dr dre and the beast was it's hard i think she has the a better career than rem to be honest like the catalog she's she's less you could do that she's less prolific Mm -hmm. but like percentage wise of like perfect or near perfect albums percentage wise she's all over it she won the mercury prize twice only artist in history to do that (laughs) you know like (laughs) she's there's i mean she's untouchable as far as i'm concerned you know like she's just a fucking genius (laughs) i think that if we if you just made it in the title of this pod why pj harvey is better than rem The Reddit community might oh, react to that. There you go. Come for my ass, babe. Awesome pick. Thank you. I love that her. That is an awesome. Pick. That's a she's all time album for me. Um. Okay, I'm just gonna go with my heart. Music video. I know what you guys think I'm gonna pick. I know what you're gonna pick. Guns N' Roses, mm. November Rain. No, you're not. Yes. Are you really? Yeah. I know. You thought, but I'm still able to surprise you. I thought. I for sure thought. Here's where I thought you I'm were going to pick the video you have recreated here's where I'm making a, on the internet. A slight distinction between... Right. But it's both. I have... Again, this this ties into what you were talking about earlier, Rob, where like the 90s started or whatever. But again, people don't mm-hmm. remember that Guns N' Roses was such a massive part of the early 90s. They like kind of like mm-hmm. in their minds, maybe stick them back in the 80s because they're, you know, in the hair metal category as far as people are concerned. But like this shit came out, the, the album in 91, but the fucking video in 92. And it was so profoundly impactful on 10 year old Yossi and even now when I watch it I'm like this is the fucking coolest craziest shit ever you know a one and a half million dollar video with fucking Stephanie Seymour Brian Ricky Ragman's in it it's raining oh my god it's raining we better jump into the fucking wedding cake why it's just raining it's not even a lightning What is that reaction to the rain? It's Los Angeles, I guess. The slash is on the fucking cliff, baby. He's shirtless. He's like doing a 12-minute guitar solo. He walks out of the church. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's the it moment. It just really, this, this, I mean, it was really hard for me. Of course, you you all know what I would have also picked. But I, but. Sure. This is a fucking, this is the, this is the music video of 1992. If we're really talking about it, this is the one. How do you guys feel? Like, are you upset, Chris? Or do you want to pick this? No, no, you I already picked yours. You did Beastie Boys. I was sort of surprised That's that you right. didn't pick Everyone. what I would imagine is your kind of like. Maybe Rob will pick it. Yeah. So I yeah. Now say I'm it. thinking that the, the big picture strategy would be to take other people's favorites, like <laughs> it is, or it's but just I to just take don't the feel thing that, that would vibe. be like, oh, this right. is what everybody loved from that year, so I'm gonna pick yeah. right, Jurassic yeah. Park but, but or whatever. You know, I'm I'm gonna be the last person picking. Like, it's, there's there's no, I'm not fighting anyone anymore. It's just I can I'm gonna stash. But if no one picks the, the one everyone thought I was gonna pick, we still have to talk about it. Well, of course, <laughs> I think so. Okay. Also, yes. I mean, technically speaking, it could, it could drop into wild card. 
Oh yeah, go, mm-hmm. go call. I suppose technically speaking, that could happen. So go it's call. to me now. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. All right, I have music video and I have album taken care of. I've pavements landed and enchanted. Beastie Boys, so what you want? Just doing a little reset. I love that. So I would like to just kind of shake things up a little bit, you know, Uh-oh. and uh, talk about what I think is the greatest, one of the greatest vocal performances on any rock song. And that's why I'm picking this for my rock song category is Black Crow's Sometime Salvation. Wow. All right. Okay. Didn't know anything about drugs or the faces or the Rolling Stones <laughs> or the Allman Brothers or the Robinson Brothers or uh, Rod Stewart or anything about what was going on or any of the soul singers that Chris Robinson was obviously ripping off. Sure. <laughs> but this is a real throwback to like when I was like 14 and I thought that this guy was just straight up the best singer I ever heard in my life. <laughs> Do you guys know this song? I can vaguely picture it. I haven't I haven't been back to that record in a while. It's on Southern Harmony, right? It it's is. on the first one. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's I feel no, embarrassed it's on the to second say one, that, like, isn't it? It's on oh, no, it's on the first. One. Yeah, it's on, it's on the second one. one. Okay. Southern Sometimes Salvation is, the one, though, is on is is second oh. is the second one. It's just this is like a long dirge but has like an incredible guitar solo and then at the end Chris Robinson does this like crazy like stripping his throat singing uh Boy, I really thought I would get more of a reaction from the two I'm of you about this. I'm absolutely shocked that this was your pick. We're, we're just absorbing. Yeah. Yeah. Were I mean, you it not isn't Crows no. fans back then. <laughs> it is a funny thing that you bring up though, because it's another band that people forget were like a massive part of the mm. '90s. It was the Black Crows. Huge. Yeah. But not for me. <laughs> right. Not in my uh, cinematic universe. Okay, so yeah. I, I just wanted to pick this because it's like it's very easy to go back and be like, I was the coolest mm. person. Or this is like my incredible cool taste. <laughs> right. But, but you're just being honest from the heart. I'm being fucking honest when I say that this guy knows how to sing. Hell yeah. I interviewed him, I think in 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. He had a solo record. Uh-huh. I interviewed him. I did a phoner for like a Cleveland alt-weekly, right? And I asked him if he thought that his solo record was a little mushy. And I was like, this record's okay, but is it, do you think it maybe, would you describe it as mushy? And go? I was like, five you? to seven to 10 to 12 to 15 seconds of silence on the phone. It was one of that, did he hang up on me? Yeah. Moments like he just sort of, he sort of sniffed. He's like, yeah. you know, and like, it's just this a very awkward interval. He's like, no, I, I don't think so. He was, what's the, what, the Kate Hudson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was, I think it was his Kate Hudson record. And I, I personally, as a snotty, you know, 23 year old, found it to be mushy and decided that i needed to convey that information to him Incredible. professionally I miss that era where they would let let like all 23 year olds 23 year olds get on the phone with like one of the seven most I, popular I musicians CeeLo, yeah. CeeLo green in the wake of like I don't remember what was the thing he did with Danger Mouse. Gnarls Barkley. Gnarls Barkley. Barkley. Yeah, they let me interview this man on the phone. I was like literally in twenty two thousand six. Yeah, and we wow. were like, "Why is this record so mushy?" I mean, I don't think I was like a good journalist. I'm still not. So at twenty four, I was. I don't know what year. Right. Yeah, I, I can't relate to this at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whose pick is it now, Chris Ryan? It is me. Okay. It is me twice. Oh, gorgeous! It That's is me. I'm saying my favorite word is twice. What are you gonna do, Robert? I don't know. This is. <laughs> I feel a lot of pressure has been relieved from my heart, to be honest. Now it's just fine. Because you got PJ Harvey? 
I in none of these categories do I think anyone's going to take mine. I'm just having a hard time picking between things of my own. Hmm. Okay. Oh man, what am I doing here? It's weird if I don't pick I will always love you for pop song. And so that's what I'm going to do. Pop song is Whitney Houston I will always love you. I okay. think the platonic ideal of a pop song from this era, just one of the most colossal songs ever. Vocal performances. You know, in terms of oh, yeah. wow. the movie the tie-in, Carter. The Bodyguard, if you're, right. if you're familiar with that movie, Kevin Costner, et cetera. I, it's, 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 it's the diva performance of the decade, I think it's fair to say. Certainly up there with you Chris know. Robinson on some television. <laughs> Chris Robinson could have sung this, but could Whitney Houston have sung the the Black Crows? That's the she would have sung the shit out of that song. Uh, also, <laughs> a great example lines. of the way uh, you know, like a movie could be you know, a song could be tied in with a movie, and then they could just be like, "Well, this is all I think about." Is you the mean bodyguard like and the Goo Goo Dolls Iris, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> Where the video is just clips from the movie. Yes, that was the it was, angel. that was lazy, but still a great era. His name yeah, was Seth. Yeah. yeah. Played by Seth. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's a gorgeous, beautiful film and a beautiful song. So Rob, um, that's that was that's your pop pick. song. Whitney Houston. That's me. I will always love you. <laughs> You're 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 chortling over there, and I don't. I'm, I frankly I'm don't simply care for surprised. It. That's okay. All. We're a, gonna we we're gonna have a surprise portion of this podcast. It's an unquestionably like where you tell us about song, ourselves. So. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jesus. What's next, Rob? Okay, rock song. Which of these suckers is rock song? My rock song is White Zombies. Thunder Kiss sixty five. So I get nothing for Black Crows, but we're going to go hell yeah for White Zombies Thunder Kiss. I, mean, that's... I think the riff to Thunder yeah, Kiss is a little more memorable than the riff to the Black Crow song. <laughs> I already forgot the name. I don't of. know if it's they something... played your yeah. Black Crows song on the alternative rock station here yeah. in Los Angeles. But Thunder Kiss 65, babe, that was in heavy okay. rotation. Five. Yeah. Wow. There we go. <laughs> Please just keep doing that. I, if you want to just do that for 45 seconds, that would be great. I just, you're an excellent Rob Zombie impression. This is like what you want from a rock riff is something uh, awesome but attainable to you trying out a Fender Stratocaster in a Sam Ash, uh -huh. you know, in 1992. Yeah. Like, you can go, like, not well, like, very poorly, in fact, but it feels like you're doing all right while you're doing it. That's the platonic ideal of a guitar riff. And it's like, this song is just Beavis and Butthead incarnate, right? You know, and Beavis <laughs> totally. and Butthead, uh, their importance to me, their influence on me cannot be cannot be overstated. Of course. And so I, th this would be one that I thought I was too sophisticated at the time, even at 14 to really appreciate, you know, like this was just sort of in the air and I, I, I kept my distance from it. It was sort of frightening to me at the time, but I, with the fullness of time, like this, this is where it's at in 1992. This is the height of, of profundity and Are rockness. you guys into Rob Zombie as a filmmaker? <laughs> no have you ever I, seen I, I, his black metal uh witch movie called lords of salem 
No, is it amazing? Should I watch it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. I may have looked at the Wikipedia for that one, but yeah, I'm not. He did how he did a Halloween. He did. He like, did some pretty horrifying the, Halloween movies. Yeah. I'm into okay, how hot yeah. his wife is and how he puts her in the movies. No, thank you. Sherry, oh, she, in Devil's Moon. Rejects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you want you want a real Berenstain Bears situation? <laughs> Please, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Do you know Beavis and Butthead wasn't out in 1992? Are you serious? In in the like way that the simpsons existed pre-simpsons as little skits on the, the tracy, tracy Ullman Ullman, show right there were little skits of beavis and butthead on liquid television in 92 but i don't think the show actually came out to like 94 or something okay so this song manifested beavis and butthead that's what we'll say Isn't that this nuts? is the big bang yeah, because I, I was gonna write. I was like, I was watching tons of Beavis and Butthead, but no, I was absolutely not. Aeon you Flux, not. yes, but not Beavis and Butthead. Aeon Flux, okay. I wanted to be her. Thought she was cool. <laughs> <laughs> with the, the with fly in her eyelashes. Yeah. Um. Okay. To recap, there as you go. Chris Ryan likes to do, um, Rob Harvilla has picked "I Will Always Love You" <laughs> as his pop song by Whitney Houston. And Still laughing. It's funny. <laughs> and yeah, Thunder Kiss okay. 65 by White Zombie as his rock song. So I have wild card rap and pop. Okay. Mm. It, and it's your turn. It's my turn. Okay. So far I've picked the Beastie Boys, so what you want. Slant and Enchanted by Pavement. And sometimes Salvation by Black Crows. And now I'm <laughs> you picking... whispered that because now you're now you're ashamed. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. But you know what's gonna happen? Is that we're gonna go look at the Spotify play like plays. On sometimes salvation, I'll take it down after we get done recording. And when this shit drops, and you're like two hundred thousand exclusive, Chris Ryan says Chris Robinson's That's a right. better singer than Whitney Houston. It'll go up a lot. Chris uh, is just constantly writing some like clickbait <laughs> headlines for this podcast. I'm thinking for pop song "Real Love" by Mary J. Blige. Great. Excellent. That's uh, fantastic. Which is just a just wonderful, wonderful piece of pop music. So uh, great piano riff, great loop, drum loop, incredible singing. This is from her first record, What's the 411? Uh, just had a lovely time with Mary J. Blige in the early 90s, <laughs> especially when she collaborated with Method Man. Um, but this was my introduction to her, <laughs> and this was probably my favorite pop song of the year. It's a, good, it's a really good choice. It's and this, I will strong. just say, for the sake of conversation... That this is where my crisis happened because I had too many rock songs that were popular that I didn't mm-hmm. know if I could call pop songs because in my mind, rock is a very specific thing separate from pop. Oh, but no. I guess I have rock. I have a rock song as my pop. So song. I mean, I I, I then I, le- <laughs> I want to talk about I, those. I left yeah. one on the board then for you, Yasi. Um. Oh, you already know. We'll but, I, but I didn't even know if that one is rock. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know. Does that go in rock or does that go in pop? Or, in the, or do I just pick a more rocky song for rock and then choose that mm. as my pop song? So I took a, I, I think I took like a poppy song for pop. I think I would have been like, this is, is it? So now that it's off the board, for instance, would it have been cheating to take losing my religion and pop? I don't think so. No. I mean, it's by definitionally it became that is one of the moments where they became pop. That's okay. yeah. That's, I will ask my follow-up question after we get through Yasi's pop song <laughs> pick and we find out whether right. or not she's picked this song that I'm thinking of. Well, now I have to. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Okay. Although, can I just say that is this cheating for me to be like it was between these two songs, but I have 
but there I had to no because we've all picked our pop song now, so okay. you can go ahead and mess around. So much like your losing my religion, I was like Friday I'm in love came out in 1992. I thought about that, which so is I... a pop song, and is but that's not my pick. <laughs> Did you think that's okay. what was going to be my pick? No, I thought no, it was going to be something else. because that's from 91. No, yeah. obvious. No, that's from 92. That album came out in 92. April 21st, 1992 is what the internet Shit. says. If we could All right. travel Perhaps that was a UK town. release. <laughs> 1992. No, well, it, I was, and it was living in the UK and fun, at that point. Fun so, yeah, fact, it that. was released on a Friday, where most singles released on Tuesdays, but they changed it to be released on a Friday. Because that's of very clever. I listened to this song getting uh, gas today. Holy shit, still goes. <laughs> But you didn't pick it. Like I didn't pick it. Did because... you not turn your car off? Like yeah. how did you how did you accomplish I was that? I was listening to it and then I stopped midway Dangerous. through and filled up my car okay, and then I yeah, turned it back just... on and it was like it's a goddamn fucking banger. But no, I I will oh man, this is tough because it could be a rock song too. But no, this frees me up to pick a cooler rock song. So yes, tomorrow we could drive around this town and we could let the <laughs> cops chase us around. <laughs> That's what I thought. Do you know you what I mean? Because the past yeah. is gone, but something might be found to take its place. I do choose Hey Jealousy. I It is still slightly cheating, and do you guys want to know why? Because the album came out in 1991 as an no. independent-ish release? album, as 89, actually, oh, <laughs> as an independent mm-hmm. release, and that song technically was on it. But I think that we can all agree that the the, the superior the version. canonical version is mm-hmm. off of New Miserable Experience in 1992, Doug Hopkins, May He Rest in Peace, penned one mm-hmm. of the greatest pop rock, which I do think is its own genre, <laughs> which we could have made another we could have. category. But if we just, wanted to do this forever, we could just Justin like, said I wasn't up. allowed to do more than six, and I was like, Don't have we ever been cognizant of time on this program? But he was absolutely threatening to be honest about he's that not, he's not here so i i, I had the right band in the wrong song that i was picking you, for you and you thought i was, was gonna also... do found out about you yes that's crazy really? <laughs> that song is a banger i love it it is a banger technically yeah it's my favorite gin blossom song so then why is this... it crazy that you would pick it because this is the this is the Gin Blossom song. This yeah, is the but what pop happened song. was yeah. Hey Jealousy mm-hmm. got overplayed and right. Real Heads went to found out about you. <laughs> real no, Blossoms. I don't think this is a Real Head situation. Real Blossoms went to found out about you. <laughs> Listen. Why can't is, we just name bands Gin Blossoms anymore? Is there a line that I could yeah. write that's sad enough? To make you cry? It's fucking poetry, bitch. <laughs> your, your boyfriend's over. I watch the lights go out. Doug Hopkins a was a, a brilliant, a brilliant person. And I I did go see the Gin Blossoms play in our this year of our Lord 2021 in December. How are they looking? San Juan Capistrano. Um, they sounded amazing. They look. <laughs> <laughs> they look. Okay. They look fine. They're like. It's not like I really knew what they looked like then well, either. No, yeah, you know that what I mean? It was never really the wasn't appeal. that kind yeah. of band. They were just like a, a like a sea of in nondescript flannel shirts Beige, and hair, right. you know, but yeah. They still rock, babe. 
And the drummer did give me <laughs> a signed drumstick. <laughs> That's sick. That's probably hard to sign as well. That is. I was going to say it yeah, might be a signature model, oh, so see, maybe like it's printed on, it there. on there. I'm not sure. I put it. So he gave you a drumstick. Yeah. He gave me a drumstick. <laughs> he like he made sure that I waited around after to get it. Like it was like a very special gift. And me and Bethany, we got them. We were wasted. We had had like five to ten vodka drinks. And I remember your Instagram stories from this night, and it's just there were like forty five. We had a time small clips day? of you. Singing. Where is the, San Juan Capistrano? Yeah. It's yeah, in where the is orange, that? Deep Orange County. We we did rent a hotel that was about like less than a mile from the venue. Coach oh, house. that's nice. And then a, a mom, an Orange County mom who was slightly tipsy that we befriended outside, did offer to drive us home, <laughs> and we said sure and then we were, then we were like can you take us to del taco i'm 40 years old del taco and she wow. was like for sure she takes us to del taco and babe she paid for it what what a was she a band's plane fan or was it just about paying it forward just a fucking gem of a human being we follow each other on instagram to this day shout out to you the real cat von sanchez <laughs> what an angel of our life that night had the worst hangover of my life the next morning absolutely worth it anyways long way to say my pick for pop for song, pop song <laughs> is hey jealousy by the Gen this Lons. is how you do it yeah, so you're yeah. in peak draft mode right now. That's right. Firing on all cylinders, babe. Now it's someone it's else's your turn. turn. Oh, it's my turn again? It's you. You're, yeah. you're wrapping it's up. It's an embarrassment of riches. I think we're into the wild card. No, we have to do rock. We haven't done I rock know. Song. I have to do rap and then I have to do wild card. So I got, we got to go round one more Did you time. guys both already do rock song? I did because I picked yeah. the Black Crow's Sometimes Salvation. What did you, you pick, Rob? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I yes, picked I White Zombie. You picked White Zombie. I'm going to do something kind of weird, but it's very honest. Mm-hmm. Nirvana aneurysm. Okay. Is that a weird choice to you guys? Not at all. Is insecticide heads, you know, insecticide is my favorite Nirvana. Insecticides. Insecticide is my favorite Nirvana album. Are you into Nirvana? Am I into Nirvana? Is that a real question? Yeah. Is that a sincere question? I'm not super into Nirvana. <laughs> Like, I like them. <laughs> I, don't think, I think they're pretty good. I don't think anyone... That's like being like, are you into Led Zeppelin? You know what I mean? I, like, I, it's like... Yassi, I'm really into Led Zeppelin, though. Are you seriously? <laughs> I'm really into Led Zeppelin. Is that real? Hell yeah. Yeah, Physical Graffiti is like one of my favorite records ever made. I didn't know that either. I That's... did not. That I am. We are learning. You guys, CR Reddit is going to go fucking nuts. <laughs> They're saying. eating when this episode comes out. <laughs> CR Hive is fucking eating. They are learning. Mr. Thanksgiving. So I'm just giving out turkeys right now. Yes, bitch. <laughs> They're like, what? Black yeah. crows? Led Zeppelin um, over Nirvana all day. Qu close quote, Chris Ryan. Wow. I don't even, yeah. That's not even a real sentence that makes any sense. <laughs> what are we, <laughs> that's what are we even saying? <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry to, to steal your aneurysm shine. Go for it. No, that's totally fine. Um, I could have, well, I guess Rob's right. We shouldn't pick songs off of the albums we pick. So I didn't want to pick a PJ Harvey song. I didn't want to pick a pavement. Obviously, I, my, both my pavement tattoos are Summer Babe tattoos. I could have picked Summer Babe. But hmm. I feel like this is my, I am, a, to answer your question, I think Nirvana is a hard band to uh, maintain a fandom of <laughs> because it's <laughs> like anything, you know, that's so fucking lionized and hot topicified that it's like it's like Jimi Hendrix or something. You know, again, maybe it's right. been long enough for Jimi Hendrix or the Doors or whatever. But like, I think Nirvana is still too freshly being recycled in our faces to this day. Like 
the dress, the style, the the vibe, like we have not escaped it. So yeah, I get what you're saying. But yeah, I, I loved Nirvana. I mean, Nirvana was huge for me and particularly in utero and incesticide. Like, is it insecticide or hmm. is it incesticide? I would, the former, I think. I think insecticide, I but I am not the pronunciation. I have been saying incesticide. I just want to really? today years old. Incesticide is a very different yeah. image. It feels, more Nirvana. Nirvana. Like a, it feels more Nirvana. It is, a, it is a very Nirvana image. I do agree with that. Do you see so how we, I had no friends because I never said it out loud and nobody corrected me until today. Um, insecticide, you say, um, according to you. Hello, Leader Yossi here. Just popping in because I would be remiss if I did not mention that I did look it up and actually it is incesticide, not insecticide, as Christopher Ryan and Rob Harvilla so assuredly corrected me. It's incesticide. You know it. I know it. We all know it. That's all. Back to the episode. I, I think it's the best, not the best, the best Nirvana album is in, in utero, but it's my favorite Nirvana album because it's full of songs that are my favorite genre of Nirvana song, which is very fucked up love song, which this <laughs> falls under. It's about Toby Vale. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. Beat me out of me as a like as like a sort of doo-wop. That's... That was that was to me. Kurt Cobain's fucking bread and butter was like taking a sort of classic do woppy song construct and just making it so fucked up and disgusting <laughs> and yeah. like this is like to me just peak that yeah because you you when you walk around and like a nirvana song pops into your head it's usually like na, 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 na. like it's like the melodies are actually really <laughs> it, kind no, of totally. like simple they when, are like as, that. as everyone knows he learned to play guitar from louis louis and it's like it shows babe but like yeah. it's that's why we love it right like or what we not Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan loves Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Led Zeppelin guitar and the Black shredding, Crows. And Joe Satriani, Man. I guess, fits into those <laughs> categories. An honorary <laughs> Almond brother. Over I want to congratulate yeah. the two of you for actually learning how to draft over the course of this, because now you're getting this is like being on a pod with Sean and Amanda. So thank this you. Is, yeah. I mean, Yazi was all concerned about it getting too mean, and yeah. now she's the one coming out with both barrels. That's, I was never yeah, concerned about like, being too mean. I you guys can come okay. for me all the live long day you know that i'm secure <laughs> in my choices <laughs> so uh for me i so i'm gonna go once and then rob i think you only have one category left right after this i have two i have video and wild, yeah, video and wild so okay. i will start the final round that goes back up okay and ends so with for my Yossi, rap song i'm gonna pick know the ledge by uh mm. eric b and M from the juice soundtrack but Hell also yeah. the don't sweat the technique album and this is in some ways like pound for pound in, on an aesthetic level, the best anyone's ever rapped. Wow. <laughs> I don't disagree with that at all. It jumps out. The rhythm, at you on the, the rhythmic kind of like time. sensibility that he has and how he's like delivering these lines is so good. It's just like if you were like an alien came to Earth and was like, what's rap? I would play him this. I grew up on a sidewalk while I was street talking. They taught the whole New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. Or her is. Like, I would just I'm- be like, here you go. I have to say, I kind of thought you might pick Gangstar. I was thinking about it, and Take It Personal Take is it an personal. incredible beat. Yeah. But this is this was like I just sat in my room. I still sit in my room and just like rap along. <laughs> I still I just rap I'm along. Currently the sitting song. in my room, <laughs> rapping along. Uh, and Juice was mind. an amazing movie from this era. Juice okay. was, was yeah. like one of my favorite movies from this year. So Rob, it is to you. Great pick. 
Okay, I'm wrapping this up. I got music video and I got wild card. I believe both have already been picked by y'all. Yes, so, uh, all I right. picked what November I Rain and Chris Ryan picked So What You Want by the Beastie Boys for music video. Okay, music video, I'm picking Ain't Too Proud to Beg nice. by TLC. Wow, good one. <laughs> I think I think just the image and it's only a split second in my memory it was the whole time but it's only a split second at the beginning like the left eye the actual condom yes. most of the time but it's just for one second there and like that's the dominant image of 1992 pop I think is just the condom and the glasses and just TLC obviously are going to define R&B across the 90s you know and like waterfalls you know no scrubs like I don't think there's an argument that this is the best or most influential TLC song but it's just wild to revisit this video and how colorful it is how buoyant it is like how young they look and how excited they are you know to be pop stars right and there's a lot of energy like we were talking about the early 90s and like i associate that with you know like groove is in the heart and cnc music factory and just these bright frivolous but but beautifully constructed pop songs that feel as late 80s are the, as they are early 90s and i think here in 1992 like this is the sort of the tail end of the 80s for me like this just feels like 80s mtv aesthetics and 80s r&b aesthetics bleeding into the 90s and then from this point forward tlc are going to define what r&b is what r&b can do and what r&b videos can do for the rest of the decade but i think this is the underrated video in their catalog just oh how God. bombastic so it good. is the personality that they convey you know just sort of clowning around the way everybody in videos did it's just a fantastic mesmerizing video to revisit it now it's so rare forget like r&b group any group like any band to have three such distinct personalities like so right. or exactly. three women yeah. like we don't i'm serious though we don't <laughs> no, think but, like, right. that's not even allowed anymore like you biggest girl group ever right yeah yeah this is an awesome song it's i was a t-boss awesome person Awesome music you video. Were a oh, you were I was team T-Buzz, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Chili was the hottest, but I was a bit of a left eye person myself. There we go. What is your wild card, Rob? Okay, wild card. Wow. Okay. I don't want I didn't want to be the first person to pick wild card, <laughs> I think. Uh okay, I'm going the Bohemian Rhapsody scene in Wayne's World. I think we'll go with a little Bohemian Rhapsody, gentlemen. Good call. I see a little silhouette of a man. Okay. That's <laughs> a good one. Good it's one. a fucking good one, honestly. This was so popular. Oh. It was so huge. It's how I learned about Queen. Me too. By far. I never heard. Just like I had never well, seen no, Star Wars. Well, no, I knew about them from Live Aid, I think. No, right? Did they play Live Aid? Um, yes. Queen? Yes. Yeah, Queen. Queen. I knew about famously. them from Live Aid. Yeah. Mr. Remember Mr. Robot and his teeth on the, in the That's movie? right. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Robot. <laughs> his giant teeth. <laughs> Uh, um, this movie was tremendously important to me in 1992. <laughs> I have a pretty, I have a pretty vivid memory of seeing it. I don't want to say opening night, but like it was like a packed theater in a suburb of Ohio on a Friday night, you know. And just when when this started, you know, they're all in the car. It's like we need to so put on some Queen. They put it and pop in the tape, and it's just for the next three minutes. It's like the greatest movie experience of my entire life. 
right? Like it's just, it's hilarious. And I can't say to you that I knew this song before then. Like I probably did through osmosis or whatever. But like, I think that if you were a kid, if you were a teenager, like it felt new to you, Bohemian Rhapsody in that moment. And like, this is an early example. And like one of the biggest examples of like a song from the past suddenly becoming a song from the present. And like they started playing it on the radio again. Like the Kate Bush thing. Yeah. It's exactly, that's great. That's exactly what it is. This is, this is the running up that hill of 1992. That's the perfect way to put it. Thank you. Damn, Thank this you for movie really that. made Hushers look cool. That's first of all. <laughs> and I must say, I my my one claim, closest claim to fame at this time, I have many more mm. later down the line. You have many of those, as I recall. But my yes. biggest crush, starting in the sixth grade, so I was still 10, Jonathan Negroni. If you're listening, hi, babe. I don't think he listens to this show. Jonathan Negroni. That's right. Jonathan Negroni. That's, what a gorgeous, pretty cool. What a name. gorgeous cool name. Uh, sixth grader. Long, beautiful hair. He was like half Samoan, <laughs> and his cousin. That's right. His cousin uh-huh. was Tia Carrere. What? And I thought this was the coolest goddamn Ooh. thing in the entire world. Wow. And you guys, you know what's really sweet? I haven't seen him in mm, upwards of twenty years. Okay. Every year on my birthday, text messages me happy birthday. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yes. Did it seem like, was Jonathan like pretty proud of, like, was he like, my cousin Tia Carrera is going to like, bu- like we're all, we're all, we're on the rocket ship space with, with no, cousin Tia? No, because he was like too cool to like That's brag. That's what it's all about. You yeah. know, like it just like came to be known, but I don't even remember him ever talking about it. Like he I was would too not cool have had that, that. That I would not have had that restraint. If I would you just looked be like Jonathan Negroni, like, you honestly might have. <laughs> <laughs> His hair. Anyway, sorry. That's Rob. a good wild card card pick, Rob. Yeah, that is a really good one. Now Thank I feel you. I'm woefully unprepared. <laughs> I will add mine, which is Pearl Jam performing "Porch" on MTV Unplugged, and Eddie oh, Vedder writing "Pro stool. Choice" on his arm as they jammed out on acoustic guitars. Did you do this for William Simmons? No, I did it for myself because I remember when I saw this, I was just like, wow, like anything can happen. I was just like, there's just no, there is no wall. There is no seatbelt. This guy is making this like political statement on MTV. It seems like they like no MTV didn't know what was happening. Like they didn't know what to do. Like the, mm-hmm. the stools are getting kicked over. And it was just about how even when you unplug, you can still rock. You know what I mean? There you, you, go. you could really... Important you lesson. Really let the jaguar out of the cage. Um, no, I, I actually love this song off of 10. I'm a, I am a versus guy if I'm picking between 10 and verses, but um, this was just an amazing performance. A real, you remember where you were kind of moment. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm upset because I don't have something cool like this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take five minutes and think about it? No. The thing is, like, I'm actually not, because I was 10, I don't have a lot of, like, culturally significant memories. But you could of- go, you could be even, like, in the time since, you could go back and be like, what about this? No? No. No. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> um, I don't think I will. I think I'll just... My pick is the Under the Bridge video directed by Gus Van Sant. <laughs> I don't ever wanna feel like I did that day. Just 
that song, which is 91, so not not up for a song, but what a mm-hmm. what a fucking like let me ask you guys actually, because like for me, for me, this is absolutely my culture is not your costume core, right? Like this is absolutely like these are my people, like, yes, of course. Anthony Kiedis is walking around whatever Santee Alley that I've gone to with my mom a million times, very close to where the five t-shirts for $10 or 10 t-shirts for whatever existed. Like, fucking John Frusciante's out. Just, like, the whole thing, the ocean, the tattoos. Like, this was, like... It looked like it was happening on Jupiter to me. Yeah. Agree. To you guys, you were like, what is this? Who are these men? I was wearing sporting goods clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Swearing off West Coast rap. I was head to toe big five, bitch. And (laughs) (laughs) who are you wearing, Chris Ryan? Big five. Are you wearing the new big five collection? That's right. I said November Rain for my music video because I think it was, to me, just so culturally impactful. Just like that was just so insane. But as a piece of filmmaking to see on MTV, this was like the coolest, weirdest video I had seen to date. Like the doubling Mm. of the screen of like Anthony Kiedis running in slow motion with like nuclear bombs going on in the background. It just opening on Frushanti. A lot of bomb imagery in videos back then. Yeah, Yeah. they were raging on submission. Um, (laughs) It was just a lot. But yeah, man, this video... You know, John Frusciante dressed himself. Uh, his girlfriend dressed him. That's not shocking at all. But Gus Van Sant was, like, so stoked because he looks perfect. You guys will never get to see it, unfortunately. You guys, the listeners, Rob, you and Chris can see it. Rob, I think you have seen it. I made you watch it. But me and producer Dylan did um, recreate uh, several scenes from this music video in which producer Dylan was John Frusciante and I was Anthony Kiedis and I do run in slow motion for much of I this. was going to ask how that was filmed. Yeah, was that what, in how camera you enjoyed the process or, of that? Yeah. yeah. Um, how far did you run, have to run? How many, t- how many takes did that there's require? There's a lot of takes. Luckily, I'm in excellent <laughs> shape cardiovascularly as I do work out. Okay. Um, I had to okay. really keep my arms stiff because you don't see right. that. Like, it is a very, it's a robotic It's a very special... Motion. I mean, they did it with very good camera magic in the actual video. I think I saw it was like on a car and a whole thing. But no, this was Hmm. just the DP running backwards or maybe like gliding backwards and me. Um, But yeah, this this is a great time in America where we had running in music videos. Remember Wax California? Yes. Uh, Is that the one where he's on fire? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Running in music videos was like a big thing at this time. Also, this was... We didn't talk about even Smells Like Teen Spirit music video, but I I only brought it up to say this is when also we start seeing punk band t-shirts on MTV, which we didn't see before. Like, I can't remember what Kurt is wearing in the in the Smells Like Teen Spirit music video, what t-shirt he's wearing. He's wearing Kurt Cobain Mm. is wearing this iconic striped situation that then they recreated at Miller's Outpost and I did buy. Um, Whatever. This is a long way to say that's my wild card pick. But in, in conjunction with stereo MCs connected, please continue. <laughs> now, usually when we get to the end of these drafts, so yes. we can we can announce what we all picked if we want okay. to now. Okay. So Yasi, why don't you go first? Tell us what you picked. Okay. For album of the year 1992, I chose PJ Harvey's Dry. Rock song, Nirvana's Aneurysm. Pop song, Hey Jealousy by the Gin Blossoms. Music video, Guns N' Roses November Rain. <laughs> And wildcard, the 
Red Hot Chili Peppers Under the Bridge video. Okay. Uh, for uh, music video, I picked the Beastie Boys, So What You Want. For album, I picked Pavement, Slanted, and Enchanted. For rock song, I picked The Black Crows, Sometime Salvation. <laughs> for pop song, I picked Mary J. Blige, Real Love. For rap song, I picked Know the Ledge by Rock M. And for uh, Wild Card, I picked Pearl Jam playing Porch in MTV Unplugged. I just checked Spotify, Chris, and that Black Crow song has already jumped 500,000 yes. plays. I don't know how the I'm word not. got out. <laughs> we must be, we ne- must be ne- tapped. Nico posted it to CR there we Heads go. Reddit. <laughs> we, we had, and they, we had they to get this out immediately. They immediately militarized <laughs> to prove That's their right. king it's, right. Uh, <laughs> the Barb's, whatever the Barb's equivalent of Black Crow's <laughs> fans, uh, they're, they're on it. And Birds, this is yeah. very exciting to be a part of history. Um I personally, let's see, album, I picked R.E.M.'s Automatic for the People. Rock song, I picked White Zombies, Thunder Kiss 65. Rap song, I picked Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth, They Reminisce Over You. Pop song, I picked Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Uh, music video, I picked TLC, Ain't Too Proud to Beg. And wild card, Queen, Bo- Bo- Queen Bohemian Rhapsody from the Wayne's World movie. You guys, I want to change my wild card. <laughs> interesting okay you, what is it? i will i, I will bullied. allow it if you change it okay you go ahead bullied? Why, who bullied I felt, you i felt bullied by we, by we were totally chill about it i know you're both so nice honestly truly the nicest men alive um i want to say i want to say Catherine wheel black metallic that's where my heart really lies that's that's, that's, that's my an wild excellent card. wild that's card. my okay. wild card choice because i love that song card. and i still listen to it several times a week to this day and i think it was one an early uh, shoegaze classic yeah. and it is it doesn't stand alone but maybe at the top of the canon of songs in which a man compares the object of his love to a car there's an f ton of bands that sound like Catherine wheel now you know mm-hmm Go ahead and sound. I'm like sound like hum. I don't care. What what was your previous wild card? Red hot chili peppers under the bridge. Video. So you talked about the red hot chili peppers like five minutes and then immediately booted them. That's right. In a last minute maneuver for black metallic, and I respect it. I, I think because she felt corny picking two pick. music videos. It just wasn't in my heart and soul. Yeah. Okay. And it's my show. Under the bridge wasn't in your heart and soul. That's no, it very is, but it's like That's, this is not my. It's I not a wild it. card. A I'm wild sorry. card. It's not wild enough. We usually wrap up by saying congratulations to everyone. <laughs> and then we also say, what were some songs or things that you really wanted to mention but didn't get a oh, chance to? Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Congratulations, uh, everyone. Yeah. Congrats <laughs> to everyone. And then, Yasu, what was job. something that you really wanted to talk about or what, something that you wanted to pick, but you just couldn't find a spot for it? Um, I'll, I'll go yes, while you're please, looking. Okay. Yes. I'll say Nearly Lost You by the Screaming Trees. I was going to say, yeah. Excellent. It's just an awesome song. We recently lost Mark Lanigan, yeah. and I was just like, that song is just so good when he passed away i was like i just haven't listened to this in a while and i was like i think i've listened to it like once a week since then so it, it's, it's almost just, as still if goes. it could have been your favorite best rock song <laughs> it's phenomenal almost as rock if. voice yeah yeah but and he couldn't sing the it Black doesn't Crows, quite have the, si- the best single vocal yeah. performance in the sure, history of recorded it. music got it got it got it 
Tough break for the Screaming Trees, yeah. Bobby Harville's The Prince of Winds. What did you want? Uh, th- that's did you just come up with that? I that's did. very impressive. Thank you. Uh, I have two <laughs> things to say. First of all, Yasi, I think Chris knows the answer to this. Yasi, do you know the Pazanjop album and single winner for 1992, the most critically acclaimed artist who created the best album and single of 1992, according to rock critics in 1992? PJ Harvey. Arrested Development. Oh. oh, yes, I did know that. I know. I can't believe okay. none of us talked. They were they're in my lists, but lower down. I can't believe none of us talked about Tennessee. I think it's not or Mr. Wendell. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think Tennessee over Mr. Wendell for two. everyday people arguing catchier, over both of them. I don't. It's. <laughs> It's. I think they're pretty respected, but like that's a very that's when you're crazy. looking at pass and job winners that that jumps out to you. Arrested development. Bob winning, Chris right? What like, were you? What drugs were you smoking? Uh, yeah, it's my man. PJ Harvey was number two, as I recall. Okay, yeah. So that's that. She should have. She probably should have taken that she one. But that just that just jumped care. out at me. Yeah. Uh, this. <laughs> I don't think she cared at all. Uh, the song I kept trying to squeeze in somewhere was "Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover" by Sophie B. Me That's too. a great song. That was almost People my pop, don't talk That was enough. almost my pop song pick, but I had to go to. Hey, I would have been really upset if you'd have done that because yeah. that's I. I was gonna. I was gonna do. I was going to do pop song. I was going to do video sight unseen. I was like, I assume there's a video yeah. for this song. It's probably fine. I, that it's, it's not obscure, but like it's, it's buried enough to be a wild card. Like I probably should have snuck it in. It's almost a rock song. Like not really, but yet there's that's enough bleed there that, yeah, you could squeeze that in, but no, that's, that's a fantastic song. Also one of the early, like, homoerotic pop mm-hmm. songs that got a lot of flack mm-hmm. for it because she was omnisexual as she right. said herself is that what she that's the term she used, that's the term was she omni. used. in in, okay. in that era i don't know if she would sure amend so i was gonna ask statement. the difference between omni and poly but we probably don't want it we don't have time to, for that on this program right now that's no, part two we're gonna draft the different sexualities um <laughs> yeah okay. so do you feel hysterical because this podcast is ending only an hour and 40 minutes after it began <laughs> Yeah, I don't feel hysterical. I'm just like, what do I do it's with like, myself now? What am I gonna, who am I going to go talk Joe to? Joe Strummer now? is still 10 years old at this point. <laughs> yes. yeah. um, I have two that I okay. can't believe I didn't talk about. One is Anything by the Lemonheads, because Shame About Ray came out this year, which is truly mm-hmm. one of my favorite albums of all time. But I think I just kind of understand it to be just that. <laughs> like one hmm. of my favorite albums of all time, which maybe doesn't need to be uh, held up against. There's a lot of competition is all I'm saying. Okay, I lied. There's there's two more things. One is none of us talked about Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back. We didn't. <laughs> Sorry. Huge song of 1992. The video? No one picked the video? I like big butts and I cannot lie. The video, the giant butts. Uh, yeah, that's it's an oversight on our part. Oh, and Madonna Rain. I love Ma- Madonna Rain. Yeah. is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, but yeah, again, couldn't find a place for it. Rain, so those are my three that I Rage wish. Against the Machine. Huh? 
pretty notable Ex- exclusion. Uh, yeah, exclusion. We didn't talk about you rage. Know, that, we didn't talk about Sonic Youth wait, Dirty. That's fine. Mm. Did <laughs> Killing in the Name come out in '92? I do believe it did. Yes. What? Yeah. Is that true? Hmm. I think the thing that we didn't talk about, we talked about it briefly in the beginning when Rob was discussing going to see the Zoo TV tour, but you two ran 1992. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. And we didn't talk about who's going to ride your wild horses. Mysterious Ways. One, all those songs what? were basically like bangers all the, all that year because Octung came out in November of 91, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. It was yeah. late. So the one video, right? Like the Buffalo. Yeah. The, oh, what about man. the one yeah, where? That's... What about the other one video? Remember, there was two videos for one. There's one, the he's bar. Like sitting right. in the bar. In the bar. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys like the uh, "Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses" Temple Bar remix with the acoustic guitars? I'm unfamiliar. That, that slipped my mind. Damn. What did you? What is it? That was called? on the Maxi what CD. What's wrong with you guys? Temple the Bar. The Who remix. Temple Bar. Temple Bar remix. It's Temple Bar is like you know is in Dublin. Irish... Like it's like an as an okay. area. Yeah. Whatever. And then okay. uh, it's like their kind of like looser version of the song, but oh, it's no, like I want to hear it. That would go. I that, can picture that. I, can, I they might have played that. They on played the radio. it on the radio, a, and you would be like, "Oh my god, this is the one that's not on the album." This is unplugged. Damn, the Bono's on the stool, yeah. you know, just writing "I love myself" on his hands. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's rude. a profound image. I'm my, sorry, my guy Flood just on the boards there. <laughs> Flood, make sure everything what was, sounds good. Rob, what was the what was the <laughs> episode? It was, it was Smashing Pumpkins when we got to like Machina Two, where I was like Flood retire, bitch. He absolutely hit a place <laughs> where it was like, that. let's wrap it up. Flood. And he you, retired. You that was him. the wildest thing. He actually did. He, he heard the, the show. only person in history. He's like, and okay, he was like, yeah, you're right. The Fine. coolest thing about making music by far in 1994 was like a purely bald Englishman could make like three million dollars for mixing a record. Just because he was like in the Andy room. Wallace, like Andy, Alan Andy Mulder. They would just Andy be like Wallace Alan. Mulder. Alan Mulder, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just just turn a knob here and there and yeah. Yasi, will you have uh best mixing of the nineties fans <laughs> playing? <laughs> mixing yeah. draft. Absolutely. Can't wait to do that one. As <laughs> as you know, my trained musicians here, <laughs> which can totally hear the difference between mixing. I used to think about it. I was like, oh God, it's really a clean mix here. It's good. You know what you kind of <laughs> I will say I, I downplay myself and my abilities, but when I did listen to, speaking of Andy Wallace, the Andy Wallace replacements mixes, yeah, they're yeah. actually so much better. Yeah. And then there's the Albini in utero mixes, right? Yeah. And yeah. Like, so wow. you you do, I'm, I am kind of like, actually, mixers are doing a, the lion's share of work. And then the producer's like dancing around being like, more fucking vitriol, babe. What are you even <laughs> thinking about? Put your heart that's into it. I love the part of that's it. That's what exactly was cooler. What flood in the, sounds in like the 90s, a... that's what producers, that's all they did. They just like vibe managed. I yeah, wish I could have been right. a producer in the 90s. The Rick Rubin. The Rick yeah, Rubin. The fuck Guy Stevens. That's from the, that's from the Clash era. But that was for a long time. That's all they did. But I'm going to pour a bottle of wine on the piano. Get it together. <laughs> and they're like, okay. 
Okay. Well, so is this a situation where you're going to put our picks up and it's we're going? Are we going to have this element of who won, or is that just not the spirit yeah, of this? But only on Facebook because we feel banned. like Facebook is <laughs> Facebook is where on Mastodon true engagement. Yeah, five happens. people on Mastodon. We can do whatever. What do you guys different. normally do for the other shows? On the big picture, they put it's them on Twitter violence. and say on who Twitter. won the draft. So it's like a thread so with like all the different, and then it's a poll. Well, it, there's a there's a graphical a element. Poll. Yeah. yeah, and then they click. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Ringer employees Someone assist has us, to help us in this matter. That, right? Yeah, that's no one's going to help us. We're just yeah, okay. we're we're on. Yeah, our own. sure. I don't. I mean, it doesn't feel like a winning or losing situation no, here. I think it was about spreading jo- joy and I think Chris at the Ryan Christmas will season. win inevitably because he's just more popular. There is the the cult of personality. I don't. There is I don't often fearsome. win big picture. I'm third drafts. most popular. I was going to say, do you know your stats? Like I, it feels like Amanda. I can picture her with a spread. Amanda's been on a know? bit of a run. I've also reverted mm. back to type where I've started just like picking the stuff that I like rather than trying to please people. I wanted to blow your mind, Chris Ryan, because I did listen to one episode of the Big Pig Draft to prepare myself for this, and it was 1997, great year for me. But you said that Mallrats was your favorite um, yeah. Kevin Smith movie, and I yeah. was and I was talking to producer Nico because she's wearing a Mallrats shirt today, and she was like, "What's your favorite?" And I was like, "I'm really sorry to say this, and it's just I'm just saying it because it came to my heart." But it's dogma. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say chasing Amy. <laughs> no, it's dogma. Is that not crazy? Don't people hate dogma? I yeah, love I don't dogma. Think dogma is like it's pretty available rough. anymore. Like for some reason, did they do something? Is it racism or something? No, it's just remember. a dogma. Like I think there's something in dogma that means it. Like there was like a a rights issue where dogma oh. now is like you can't see it. Alanis Morissette as God is She's just God. YouTube cannot. Salma Hayek is an angel. Linda Fiorentino, fucking sick. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a cool movie. <laughs> Fucking sue me. I'm never going to be invited on the big pick. That's for damn sure. I'm sure you will. I can talk uh, about sure Gross Point will. Blank for like four hours, though, if anyone wants to. I love that. Gross Point Blank. One of my Let's do that. There favorite we go. albums. Of- when we do soundtracks, Rob. Um, okay, we well. This was a pleasure. We've reached the. This was. <laughs> did you have a good time, Chris? <laughs> I just I want did. you guys to know that Chris Ryan stepped away from an extremely important football game to do this. And yeah, he does right. deserve a lot of praise and adoration for that. Thanks. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm going to go um, find out who won. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, come back next year for a new episode of Bandsplain and happy holidays. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe for more episodes of Bandsplain only on Spotify. Our gorgeous guests today were Rob Harvilla and Chris Ryan. Follow them on Twitter at Harvilla and at ChrisRyan77. This episode was produced by Nico Stratus and edited by Adrian Bridges with help from Casey Simonson and Justin Sales. Executive producers for Bandsplain are Gina Dalbach and me, Yossi Salat. Our gorgeous and catchy theme song was composed and performed by Bethany Cosentino and Jennifer Clavin and graciously recorded by Carlos de la Garza in Los Angeles, California. Special thanks to Dylan Tupper-Rupert, Robert Adler, Leah Edwards, David McDonough, Dana Meyerson, Jessica Hopper, and Ashwagandha. Come back every Thursday for a new episode of Bandslaying, only on Spotify. I have fond memories of George Bush 